Welcome to the Donkey's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Bobito, a.k.a. Bobito Mosquito, a.k.a. The Funk Soul Brother, a.k.a. Master B, a.k.a. Styles B, a.k.a. BMX. And you are listening to the 46th episode of the podcast. Guys, to every single one of you who listen to this podcast, I'm immensely grateful, humbled, and appreciative of all the support, um, every single listen, and um, all the engagement that you guys provide me with. Uh, input that you guys provide me with um, I know it probably seems like I don't listen to you guys but trust me uh, I have taken note of every single adjustment that should be made and hopefully um, in the coming episodes which there will be a lot of just in general like, as I told you this podcast has no end date <laughs> so one day you will see one of your notes being taken and you could be like, I told him to do that shit. And you'd probably be wrong because many people are telling me to do a bunch of shit. And um, it's going to happen, guys. Just like at the beginning of the podcast, if you were listening from the beginning, I kept saying for like 30 episodes, I can't even remember how long, maybe 13 episodes. I might be exaggerating. Maybe 13 episodes, I kept saying that we're going to get a name and logo. And some of you were like, bro, is this the name and logo of the podcast? And I was like, no, like it's coming. It's doing. And it came. But yeah, man, we've got two more months left of this year, pretty much. Two months and a few days. Um, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sat. <laughs> I think that's the best way to describe it. Got year-end fatigue uh, this week. Or let me rather say yesterday for you guys, today for me, uh, Thursday morning was especially tough oh my god i have no idea what it was about this morning maybe it was the sudden change in temperature but my god no 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 it was fatigue like actual physical fatigue but whew, i couldn't move like i woke up and i was like yo took us like it took a second to straggle myself out of bed and get this fucking day started but once it started it started it went and then I took a midday nap. <laughs> Working for home, what can I say? <laughs> but I needed to, Jesus Christ. Like, I was, I was, uh, like, there was a point where I was unproductive as fuck. And I could feel, like, the sleep, like, just slapping my head. And I was like, you know what? I'll be back. <laughs> Wasn't even that power, that, it was like a power nap. It was like 15 minutes. And I came back stronger than ever. But anyway, um, speaking of coming back stronger than ever, <laughs> Yes! Ooh, I'm getting better at these segues. Uh, there was a a recent story, or oh, there is a recent story, because it's very recent, like it's currently happening, um, in SA that I've been following since I got hold of it, uh, or became aware of it uh, earlier on this week, and I knew, I knew that I'd be talking about it, I just didn't know what I would be saying about it, and I was hoping that by the time I did the podcast, um, said party would have would have said something, just so that I wasn't just giving you guys my spiel on the situation, which I'm normally not. Um, I normally have no scum in doing so, but I feel in this 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 certain situation, um, I don't know. I just wanted to hear from the gentleman himself. So recently, uh, cricket essay has said yo all our players are pretty much mandated to take the knee 
uh, before cricket games. So in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, which if you're not aware of the Black Lives Matter movement, fuck you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> No, 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, if you're not aware of the Black Lives Matter movement, it is a movement uh, to support black people in uh, their struggle against oppression and racism. Um, yeah, I guess that sums it up pretty, pretty much. I mean, yeah. So, uh, an ex-captain, star player, um, highly gifted cricket player uh, Quinton Dukok uh, pulled out of one of the the tours like I think they were it's like a 320 T20 World Cup tour. I don't watch cricket by the way so like yeah just keep that in mind when I speak about this so uh, pulls out pulls out of their next fixtures or something along the lines of, of the, uh, uh, oh their next fixture I, I think it was against the West Indies and um, I think the, the, the reason at first wasn't apparent, but it seemed like these two things were correlated. Uh, and then it became, or oh, oh, I became aware that he actually, so they've been doing this for a while, just like a lot of sports. Uh, they're still doing it in, in, in Premier League football, uh, which I do watch religiously, as any of you know. Um, and he, he hasn't been kneeling. And apparently we had like a tour recently, I think it was against Pakistan or something like that. Um, and we performed poorly, like the cricket team performed poorly. Um, and so this is, so wait, let me, let me back up a second. So yesterday I'm playing football with a friend of mine, a very close friend. And very quickly after we catching up a bit, just before we start playing football, um, he, he, we, this, this comes up and I asked him, well, I think I, I asked him, what do you think about this Quinton situation? Um, and he's like, listen, bro, like he, oh, by the way, this, this guy's white, but that's not to say that you couldn't be black and say, bro, <laughs> that was actually said to me once. <laughs> friend of mine black jake says you i said i i got her i was just talking to her and i was like bro come on and she's like dude don't say that and i was like what like nigga don't like what you mean she's like don't say bro like, what you mean like you you don't say bro i was like i'm known to say bro every now and then and even if you didn't know this i'm allowed to say bro every now and then like, fuck it i can say bro all i want bro <laughs> but yeah anyway so my friend's like, Rude, listen, takes, it's like a few minutes, Rude, a few minutes, a few seconds, actually, uh, to take the knee and show just generally to everybody that you are against racism. It's like a gesture, yeah, a token, whatever, but like, it's not, they're not asking for a lot of you kind of thing. And... This is a sentiment that this friend has given me uh, or has put put my way a few times. The first time was when we had the blacks, uh, when initially after the um, tragic murder of uh, George Floyd, um, there was that Blackout Tuesday hashtag on social media and everybody put up a black square 
and uh, they were captioned like "Enough is enough." Uh, I'm listening now. Um, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, just a bunch of different captions, a bunch of different people um, posting and shit. And at the time, I was still on a hiatus from social media, so just to give you guys a little bit more. Um, as I started my sobriety, maybe not as I started my sobriety, but very soon after I started my sobriety. Um, no, yeah, pretty much as I started my sobriety, I went on a um, social media hiatus. Uh, and in that hiatus, I think I learned a lot about how I was using social media. I've spoken about this. And um, how if I ever came back to social media, how I would prefer to do it but at the same time at that time it was something that would be better for me not to be around just in, just just because i don't know a lot of reasons that's a conversation for another day um but anyway so now i'm easing my way back into social media i think mainly also because we we're in a fucking pandemic and like there was no anything uh in terms of social interaction so these squares are going up and this is every everyone is saying and I'm just I won't lie to you so as I'm going through my sobriety I'm going through a bunch of phases or like um I don't know unlearning emotions like just dealing with things in a lot of different ways it felt like felt very similar to grief Maybe not grief, no, because it was way more powerful in terms of a positive or, or, or overall positive feeling. And But there were times where I maybe overreacted internally. It didn't like vocalize these kinds of things. Or maybe to very close friends of mine, I'd just be like, yo, what the fuck is up with this or whatever. And that was one of these moments. Like I was, un, like the correlation between what I, what I, what I saw and how I thought about what I thought about it and how I felt about it were not like it was uncorrelated, like it was just too much. Like I was like really first, maybe not frustrated, but like annoyed, annoyed would be a good word. I was annoyed by the Blackout Tuesday thing. And I think the biggest annoyance for me was like, yo, this, like, this may be a trend to some of you. Uh, some of you may be sincere, which is even to me or to me was even weirder. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't know. I was just really confused. Like what, what is trying to be achieved by these black squares? Is it now you're all letting me know, letting, letting the world know that you, where you stand? Um, and if so, okay, I get it. Like, I get it way more now, but at the time I was just like, yo, bro, like, your fucking black square and it is more for you and for your followers. And like, it just felt, I don't know, just didn't feel very sincere to me. And at this time I asked my friend, cause he posted one and because we're very close friends. I was like, yo, break it down for me, bro. Like, is your black square going to change anything? What, what is, what, just, Help me understand this. And he gave me a similar answer that he that he did when we asked about when I asked him about the Quentin thing. I was like, listen, bro. 
way easier and way like it's just a better like I can live with this decision more me posting this than me not posting it and what that may say about me or may allow people to assume about me and I was like okay I kind of get it but also fuck them in my mind I was just like yo like it don't like it shouldn't matter what people think about you as long as you know what the truth about you is and yeah that's kind of I don't know like as well, like yeah I don't know so that's what I was kind of at first like it's almost like you needed like a pause like you needed to show I don't know a sign that you're an ally or whatever I don't know it just felt really weird the whole situation so fast forward to uh today or a few days ago when I see this thing and I hear okay so he hasn't been taking the knee initially he he was refusing to take the knee and how he was refusing was basically there were a few players taking the knee a majority of the players taking the knee a few players raising a fist and standing tall like but with a fist of solidarity I'm guessing and then he would have his hands behind his back and then like as the moment it passed they play the game and that would be it so when this happened they spoke to when 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 it finally like broke properly the news that um he had withdrawn and the reason was because of this mandate um he hadn't given a statement or said anything at this point uh but the captain uh of they say uh cricket uh just give me a second like i said i don't watch um cricket so his name evades me but i'll tell you his name now uh temba bavuma so temba bavuma says uh they ask him like yo what's up with quinton like what like basically what's up with your boy <laughs> and he's like yo um quinton is a man and he walks and as a man as quinton is an adult and a man who walks in his own shoes or something like that and i really respected that like that's exactly like my view or that was my view summarized as well uh it, as well especially with no added context to the situation um other than people were kneeling in support of black lives matter he opted out they mandated him to do so uh he withdrew from the squad so at least for me at the as well he was consistent in the fact that okay listen i'm not doing this um and you you're you're making me do it now you're like mandating me as a person to do it i'm not doing it so um before hearing him speak i was like i mean hey man like I kind of get it like I wouldn't like to be told what to do anyway and I was also looking at it from the point of view of Wilfred Zaha who had also opted out of kneeling in in the in the Premier League a uh, black player plays for Crystal Palace and his reasons were different or at the very least I knew his reasons I at this point I don't know Quinton's reasons at that point I know them now but at this point I didn't know his reasons uh, I I knew uh Wilfred's other reasons and his uh reasons were that as a black man he'd rather stand tall and proud kneeling is degrading. And I was like, "Bro, I 
can't be mad at that and even if your reasons were just your own like you didn't want to uh talk about them can't be mad at it either um but at the same time we have to put into context quinton plays for a country that has a as all countries have um a checkered past ours is particularly racial and there's still sensitivity around racial um madison essay um issues of land issues of wealth issues of uh power just there's still a lot of excuse me a lot of racial tension in our country um and obviously he's doing this on the world stage because in international cricketer refusing to take the knee in the South African team and then again he is a white cricketer so yet again um let me say let me say he he is perceived to be a white cricketer um it's come to my attention that I can't just assume his race because I could be shocked but anyway so um he he refuses and there's an uproar or maybe not an uproar but at first I'm seeing uh the article that I first saw so what I like doing sometimes is I'll read the article have my own opinion and then I'll just see what public perception is in terms of the comments and obviously the comments are like you can't really take the comments as real consensus of what people feel or think but it's interesting to see some of the takes and at this point most of the takes were um like in like they were bashing critic they were like yo what the fuck this racist must yeah he must he must never play for SA again all this kind of stuff and i was just i was like that's a bit harsh um i don't think from his actions thus far we can assume he's a racist that's what i was thinking and just full um disclosure i went to school with this guy uh for a year um and from my, from my interactions with him really funny guy only love like fucking loved play or i don't know if he loved playing cricket but he was excellent at playing cricket and he played cricket a lot but yeah he was a really funny guy and uh this was at a boarding school and he had what's the word um he was older than me so he had a bit more he had a he you know at boarding schools there's like that hierarchy kind of thing and he never displayed any sign of like yo superior superiority because of his assumed standing in the school so just somebody that from my limited interactions with him i could respect you get what i mean so that's just my take on like it, it, like that just that's just a full disclosure that this is not an a completely impartial take on this um So anyway, I'm seeing him being called a racist and it that just doesn't ring true, but at the same time I don't know. But it just doesn't ring true that he's a racist. And the actions of not kneeling aren't strong enough for me. For me, let me say again, for me, at this point, I'm just like I got to I got to I have to know more. No making a judgment. And I think I was lean because of the what i was perceiving as an over um uh, zealous reaction 
to the situation, both by the S- the CSA, because I didn't understand why they were mandating the players to kneel in the first place. And then it was confer- or it was told to me by my friend when we were having this conversation that they had performed poorly on this tour that I was talking about a bit earlier. And um, some people were saying that like the optics of him standing and a few other players standing with their fists up and other players kneeling just showed that the team weren't on the same page and the cohesion of the team the team cohesion was effed and that's why they were um misperforming and i mean that could be one of the like i don't know like i guess like I don't watch enough cricket to say like if it looked. I don't watch cricket, so I, I I can't say like if it looked like the team weren't cohesive. If it looked like the team weren't on the same page, um, but people were saying this, apparently, and it seemed like a knee jerk reaction to criticism of the cricket of the South African team. Um, so. Yet again, I'm still on the side of why are you doing this? And yeah, so I'm like, why are you doing this? And like, what, like, I I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I kind of enjoyed the fact that he backed his corner because like, I just don't like people being mandated to do things that in my opinion, they shouldn't have to if they don't want to. And that's what I feel kneeling in support of um, the Black Lives Matter movement is. I will say though, that it is a national team and not a professional team. So I think your employer mandating you to do something is a bit different than the national cricket board who should be catering or at least the cricket team when they go overseas should be a reflection of us. And therefore, I kind of leave room for the fact that it may be a justified mandate if there's a consensus in South Africa that should that it should be mandated. Yeah, but anyway. So, Quinton comes out with his own statement eventually. And I'm going to get into it a little bit. Just maybe a few points that uh, I thought uh were were pertinent when when i'm seeing this um just give me a second yeah so comes out with his statement and immediately um he says like what he 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 wanted to say sorry the first thing he does is say sorry to teammates and fans back home. Um, he didn't want to make it a Quinton issue. Um, and he understands he has a responsibility. Um, he didn't mean to disrespect anybody. Um, and he's deeply sorry for the hurt he caused. And then he provides insight into why he chose not to. And basically, um, initially, his personal reasons were that um, he did not have to prove to the world that he's not racist by taking this token or by by you know what let me not misquote him let me let me quote him I've got the quotes right here so he says here um, give me a second 
So yes, he says here, I chose to keep my thoughts to myself and thought of the pride of playing for my family and my country. I didn't understand why I had to prove it with a gesture when I live and learn and love people from all walks of life every day. When you are told what to do with no discussion, I felt it, ta- I felt it takes away the meaning. If I was a racist, I could have easily i could easily have taken the knee and lied which is wrong and doesn't build a better society now right there is something like i'm giving him the benefit of doubt and uh it's a very little sliver of doubt in any case that he didn't write this maybe somebody edited it and helped him like maybe get his point across but um that right there is exactly my first reaction to this my gut reaction that it is a total like to me let me not say it's a token gesture but it is a gesture and i don't think it's the only way you show that you aren't perhaps a racist or that you're in support of black lives matters um or and more so the part that really hit me was that he didn't feel it was genuine from his point he didn't feel the gesture was genuine so why do it he didn't feel like i there's nothing i respect more than that like i don't i don't want to so i'm not going to as a man y'all can discuss it or help me understand why it's important to maybe i should go and do my own research whatever but at this point that I stand in front of you right now you're telling me that I have to do something and I don't want to so I'm not going to I don't know every person to at the at the very least to me uh, should be afforded that you can argue with me there's certain situations that may be warranted and as I said this may be one of them and as he said in his statement he sees that uh, he sees it now as 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 that as well just a token sidebar uh well maybe not token sidebar jesus but just as a sidebar he has a mixed race family and from what i read in another article or maybe not an article i think someone commented in some of the comments i was reading someone was like hey man his dad's colored why is he calling himself a white cricketer which i've never heard him call himself so I don't understand where that comment from that like that point of view came from. I don't know his dad was white, uh, colored, but he's also he, he's also quoted in saying that his um, stepmom is black and his half sisters are colored. Um, so like it's just one of those things. Like yo, listen, like it would take a lot for me to be racist and hate my own family kind of thing like that that's kind of what i got from it some people in the comments that i was reading um got from it that he was saying like oh i've got black friends and i don't think that's comparable at all like i got black friends as to i've got black family like real blood family like you know what i mean it's just not comparable it's like it's like sometimes i feel like people don't want to look at things from another perspective than their own they actually don't they want to be incensed they want to be angry and they want to demonize people um and also they want to take people down a notch like he is an extremely gifted 
cricket player. Probably one of them, from what I've heard. <laughs> like I said, I don't watch cricket. <laughs> and I'm not really, yeah. But from what I've heard and read, he's extremely talented, extremely gifted. Um, and I guess it was also stated in some articles that he's he not really good with the media or maybe at first in his career wasn't. Um, he's had a few moments where he hasn't been perfect like all of us have. And I don't know, I feel like it was a moment that people maybe who didn't who didn't have a strong enough reason beforehand for to voice their anger and frustration and hatred towards this man who might be misplaced came out in this in this way. Now, let me not say that every person criticizing his decision is not this. I'm just saying that there were some people who seemed that their anger was misplaced. And then there are some people who are validly criticizing, or at least from their point of view, validly criticizing a decision that he made, uh, which you're entitled to do. Um, and I think I've done, kind of. Not really. I, I'm kind of, I was kind of in support of the decision, uh, at least from my perspective, without hearing what he had said yet. And I, that's why I was grateful that uh, this he, his statement came out before I released this podcast or before I recorded this podcast. But yeah, man. I think um, I think it's an interesting it's, Oh wait, I actually wanted to read some of the comments that I've been referencing And these aren't specific ones that I've read before But these are on Eusebius McKaiser's um, um, What's his name? Um, his, 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 his post and then he's got like a little analysis which i probably should have read but i didn't notice yet um okay so he's got some posted like he's got he's responding to a bunch of people um i want to see here okay so here's lance peter clausen saying i have sympathy for Dukok. okay i have sympathy for Dukok, as he said he has been described as dwarf and his actions prove that point he did not think what is the impact or the importance of taking a knee? He uses his black stepmom and his, inverted commas, colored sisters in his defense, but has not had a discussion with them on taking a knee. Thus, he lives past them and does not engage them. The excuse of I did not know and I did not understand has run out. Once is no more. We are now tired. It is the same excuse Jacques Faux used when he appointed an all-white when he pointed when he appointed an all-white management team this must stop enough now so his criticism is fair i think his criticism is fair um i did not like the fact that he just dismissed well actually even his criticism of him pointing out like that he has a mixed family but then um, not discussing with them that's a fair criticism it's fair like hey you had people who you could have spoken to about this to gain a better understanding you didn't but as I said people make mistakes people like yo you've never made a decision for you that you felt only um, affected you that you felt that way and then later on you found out that no you were actually wrong 
it affects quite a few more people and worse people that you know and love and you maybe could have engaged with them to find out more about something that you were ignorant of so it's a fair criticism and yeah all in all fair comment i think um but i don't like the idea of yo we're tired this excuse of i didn't know or whatever like i get it i get it i just personally i don't know sometimes i feel that way um I think maybe I'm just not as vocal and I don't know if that's a good a good thing or a bad thing but yeah sometimes I feel like yo bro like enough like how many times are we going to get the same uh, apology or same defiant same apology and I just don't feel like this is one of those situations but maybe I'll come to a different viewpoint in the coming days weeks I don't think I'm going to give this much more energy but like I've kind of given you my my take on it uh, here's a few other comments. So Janice Winter, I roll. This isn't an apology. It smacks of self-pity and defensiveness. Also, the paternalistic nod to the captain's leadership skills feels. Oh, I think she was meaning pa- patriarch. Uh, not patriarchal. Patronizing. Uh, nod to the captain's leadership skills feels especially weird in this context. Maybe she meant paternalistic. Um, I'm not sure about the context of her using paternalistic. But I thought that his nod to the captain was a thank you. If not, he, he it was even phrased in a, as a thank you. He says something along the lines of thank you to, um, to my captain, who is an incredible captain and leader. And I thought that as well, as soon as I read what his statement was. Um... Uh, just from that limited statement, I thought that was, if if anything, I thought that was the best response that he could have had. And then de- deal with it in, in private, if he even disagreed, which obviously he does because I think he kneels. Um, but he, they could have the discussion as a team in private and in public. He's a grown man. He's allowed to do what he wants. I thought it was a perfect, yeah. And I think through the discussions and obviously through the statement or Quentin like respects his captain I think his captain has the respect of yeah so I don't know that was a weird comment Sean Malone here has this to say um so inverted comments so he's quoting Quentin yeah we were just hit with this on the way to the game um and he says oh Sean Malone says I'm sorry what taking knee in sports has been a thing for years now um Okay, so I'm just going to finish the comment first. So it says here, I'm sorry, what? Taking a knee in sports has been a thing for years now. He and every other athlete have had plenty of time to think this over. He mustn't pretend like this was the first time he'd heard of it and needed time to process. Also, hit with this. One gets hit with news of a death, a disaster, a crisis. If that's how he sees taking a knee, enough said. So you see, this kind of, I don't know, man. It's like we're not it's it's something that I'm consistently seeing in our society these days, bro. So we're not allowed to behave in a way that's not lockstep with the world at this point in, in the world. Like we're not allowed to see what everyone's saying and just 
disagree, not want to do it. Like, I don't know. It's just like, yo, you, he, okay. So maybe it's because of the apology that this is happening because I guess if he hadn't, if he hadn't apologized, then the assumption would be that, or if he hadn't come out with the statement, then the assumption would be that he doesn't want to kneel. He knows he's thought about it and he's chosen not to kneel because he doesn't want to. He disagrees with the gesture. Which is essentially what he said, but I think it would have been it would have been assumed to be way more thought out. And I think the issue now that people are having, especially in this that I'm picking up, is that the flip the 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 the, the change of the decision. Like or maybe the capitulation to the demands of the SA public, cricket SA, maybe sponsors, I don't know who else might be involved in his decision making, but he references his family, his teammates, the fans, uh, and the West Indies, I think. Uh, which, if I'm correct, are a team that are of color, like the, yeah, so maybe they also took it personally. Um, but yeah. Like, I think that's, that's the thing. People are like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Like, what you mean you didn't know? What you mean you didn't understand? Like, and like, yet again, fair criticism. Um, yeah, fair criticism to make. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be mad at it. I think I'm more so, like, just, uh, the to- these tones, it's the, it's the tone of social media. It's just like, it's not discussion tone. And worse, this is the tone that's being used in discussions these days. Like, like the tone is just like argumentative and it leaves no room for dialogue. It's statements, it's assertions. And that's how like people have their so quote unquote discussions these days. And it's like, that's not a discussion. You're telling me what I must think. You're telling me how I must behave. You're telling me why I'm wrong. So my only options are to vehemently disagree with you or try and be the reasonable point of view like to give my my point of view in an unincensed way which is pretty difficult when somebody has asserted to you why you're full of shit or why you're wrong it's very hard for somebody to keep their dignity calm and still engage with you in a respectful manner um when that's done and I think that's what I'm getting more incensed by the belittling of like his point of view. And I get it. He's a, a, a celebrity and I probably do the same thing on this podcast. Um, I probably do. Um, and I'll try not to in the, in, the, in the future. I just don't think it's a really great way to, to have these kinds of discussions and conversations. But anyway, I'll read the last comment that I'm going to and then give my summary of what I think about this whole thing. So, um, yeah, let's read this one. Seems like a bit long. So he says, yeah, I don't think he should have included the part about his, ah, we've heard that before. Uh, here's another one. Yes, okay. So, um, Zwandile, uh, Ryan Twala says, it's the, in inverted commas, 
If me taking a knee helps to educate others and makes the life of others better, I'm more than happy to do so. Close inverted commas for me. So it's the then that quote for me. I love a little bit of sarcasm here and there. No, let's play. <laughs> I think that's how you meant it, but I can hear it now. I can hear it now. <laughs> like, okay, if it, if, if me like bending the knee and you know, like saying like, yeah, bending the knee and looking solemn while uh, we commemorate those who have fallen. This way, like, not that's funny, but when we commemorate those who have fallen uh, under the stigma of racism and all these uh, issues. Uh, to educate the rest of the world about it Then yeah, fair enough Ugh, I'll do it Like if if me kneeling If me, just this guy This this cricket player If me doing it Will educate people Then I guess I'll do it I, I, that's, I don't think that's the tone he meant it with But it might have been Like an undertone <laughs> I like that spot I like that spot That was probably the best final comment we could have read Or I could have read and yeah, man, so my, my take on it is um, I think there's a lot going into this decision on his side, the changing of the decision. Um, I think for the very least, I think he is sincere in his apology. Um, I think he's probably still coming to terms with what it does mean, uh, what it means to him, um, what it means to his family. I think it's just one of those things where, yeah, there's probably sponsors, um, uh contracts just things that needed a response immediately and i don't yeah uh that that warranted this um but yeah like i said i don't like from my knowledge of the man from what i've witnessed i like yet again i don't know much uh take it for his word apology I don't think you need to apologize to me. I guess, yeah, to the fans. I'm not even a cricket fan. <laughs> know what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Interesting times, man. Interesting times. And we head into my favorite part of the podcast, which is the uh, musical project of the week. And this week, I've got for you Adolescents by Unknown T and Goddammit. So... Anyone who knows me, or maybe not anyone who knows me, but people who um, have been in my uh, close-knit circle of acquaintances and friends, probably more uh, friends. Yeah, friends. Let's call it friends. My boys. <laughs> know that I've been listening to a lot of drill of late. Um, like gang drill. Uh, UK drill specifically, I don't recognize much other drill. I especially don't recognize the US drill. Especially... Um, after listening to a lot of the UK drill UK drill is just different bro And There's an artist who So I've gotten a lot of my drill um, Tunes From Like playlists And from there I check out like um, Like maybe videos And like freestyles That kind of thing um, Just the normal music nerd kind of thing But What's interesting is I haven't listened to a full project yet until I kept coming across Unknown T and thinking, God damn, bro, this guy is dope. Everything he touches is dope. Unknown T, Millions, um, 
who else is really up there? Digga D for me. And yet again, I'm just gonna say for me. Digga D, Quangface, uh, Morrison, um, Bando K, um, Hetty One, RV, um, Tion Wayne. Yeah, Dig Dad. Um, who else am I really enjoying right now? Uh, NB. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. Do Road. Uh, Back Road G. Yo, there's yeah. So, I think my two top favorite um draw artists are probably Millions and and um and Unknown T. Very neck and neck. I haven't heard a Millions project yet, but I listen to. Um, this project adolescence, and I won't even lie to you. There's a track on it, um, Vin Diesel, that I found only because I was looking to see if Millions and Unknown T had a had a track together, and lo and behold, there was a track, Vin Diesel. And I listened to this track, and I'm just immediately like, like as soon as you hear Unknown T, and I think it's produced by Ghosty, which like is one of my favorite drill producers. And as soon as it starts, you hear his ad lib or his like how he starts his verses. It's an ad lib, but he starts almost all his verses with "Listen," and you just know it's about to come. It's about to go off, and it's an incredible. It's it's an incredible song by itself. It's a dope song. Let me rather say by itself, but in the context of the album or project mixtape, whatever you want to call it, it slaps so much harder. Jeez, like there's a track called uh, 21 Double O, I think it's called 21 Double O. Um, it's the intro song, yeah. 21 Double O, um, I really fuck with Trenches as well. World War Two, East, Vin Diesel, like I said, Tugman Vacation, Bible Love, Lee, um, Wonderland, Lewis Bloom, uh, jeez. I, the song that really stuck out as a bad song to me, maybe not a bad song, he doesn't have bad songs, but maybe it wasn't the best was Goodems. But the more like the more I listened to it, like the longer the song went on, the more I started like every like it's it's what I always think about really talented rappers. A, a really talented rapper can take a mediocre song, mediocre beat, and carry it. Through his personality and his boss. And that's what I know T did in that song. Mediocre song, mediocre content, uh, mediocre, oh, maybe not mediocre content. Well, actually, yeah, mediocre content. Mediocre song, mediocre beat, mediocre, everything was mediocre about the song. But him on the song just edged it into decent. And that's saying something because the rest of the project is dope, if not really dope. Uh, so that was like the standout maybe song that I didn't really dig as dig too much, and yeah man, I'd recommend listening to it. It's a really dope project. Adolescence, unknown T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, his ad libs are fucking insane. It's so funny, bro. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> but yeah, he's really good. He's really he's really vivid with these pictures and his voice like just carries shit like. Yo, like it's it's really incredible. But yeah, guys, 
come to the end of this podcast uh if you're still listening at this point i really fuck with you yeah i fuck with you immensely i can't remember how i normally say it i'm off i'm off point today guys i think you can take that um but yeah until the next time wait guys if you listen wait if you're still listening at this point i really fuck with you until the next time i bid you adieu and i will see you soon